Hello and welcome back to the future of figure skating. I'm your host, Anna Keller, and in this episode, I talk to five members of the Contemporary Skating Alliance. The CSA defines itself as a nonprofit organization supporting the exploration and evolution of contemporary skating and movement on ice. Joining me in conversation were Isabel Ranyerson of the Ice Theater of Stockholm, Kate McSwain of American Ice Theater, Katja Grohman of Ice Works Leipzig, Maya Luther of Maya Luther Studio, and returning guest Bill Tischendorf. In October, they spent a few days together in France with other contemporary skaters at the annual Performing Arts Project. I was eager to learn more about their companies, their collaborations, and the different approaches that each bring to contemporary skating. One, I'm so excited to be here with members of the Contemporary Skating Alliance. This is a really fun experiment for me and for the Future of Figure Skating podcast, having um, a conversation with this group of you. But I know you were all together in person recently, and it's really fun to get to have um, a conversation about the work that you're doing individually and collaboratively and some of the the sharing that's happening internationally in the world of contemporary skating. Um, so for anyone who's not familiar with me and the podcast, I will just introduce myself briefly and then I'll um, pass it to each of you to introduce yourselves. But um, I, my name is Anna Keller. I'm an American adult skater and skating fan and amateur journalist and all of these things, but mostly a figure skating enthusiast. And I am with this podcast having conversations with people who are looking at ways to make figure skating be more inclusive, be healthier, and just try to imagine all of the good things that it can be. Um, and so uh, I love having the contemporary skating world and the parts of skating that are kind of outside of the traditional sport of it also be part of this conversation. It makes it be really, really rich. And so much of what you all are doing is fascinating. I talked earlier with Garrett Kling from American Ice Theater and also with Philip Tischendorf, but not about the contemporary skating part of your work. And so... Um, I'm just really excited to get to have this conversation with you all. Um, so what I want to do is have you each you know, introduce yourself and the work that you do with your own skating. You're all involved with different projects, different companies. Um, and if you'd say a little bit about how you came to the world of contemporary skating and what that has meant you know, for you and your career as a skater and it being involved in this, that would be fantastic. Um, I am going to just go to Isabel, who's sitting on my right, to go first, if that's okay. Um, and I'll pass around to each of you. Okay, so I'm Isabel Ragnarsson from Sweden, and I run the Ice Theatre of Stockholm. Uh, I live in Stockholm. And... Uh, yeah, I competed many years as a skater, and then I did the shows with Holiday Nights. And after the shows, I was really eager to learn more about dance. So I did my dance education at the University of Arts in Stockholm. And uh, I kind of always um, had my eyes on Le Patin Libre and uh, like seeing their work. 
And so when I saw they had an audition, I went there. And at the audition, I met so many other people. And I think it was Elisa Sigmund who told me about this world of contemporary skating, that there is more people who is doing this. And so she told me about the Unfreeze Festival. And so I went there and met a lot of other people. And then also uh, in the show, I was working with uh, my colleague was uh, Madeleine uh, from Beskrim. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she also had the, she called it the experiment and in Holland. So I went there and met also a lot of other people. And I was actually supposed to start working with La Pate Libre, but I broke my foot and they replaced me, so I couldn't go. And then I was thinking, just why don't I just do my own things? So that's what I did, started the Ice Theater of Stockholm. I think it was 2018. Um, yeah, and I have been trying to like find opportunities to do performances, had a, like, a little bit of workshops, and then as for all of us, the pandemic came and then we had to like restart again. Um, but yeah, like that's my background, how I came into contemporary skating. That's great. Thank you. Um, Kate, I'll pass to you. Uh, thank you so much for having us, Anna. Um, I'm Kate McSwain. I use she, her pronouns. And uh, I'm the co-executive director alongside Garrett Kling, who you also interviewed um, a while ago. Um, and we uh, have American Ice Theater. And it was founded by Jody Porter in 2003. And Garrett and I took it over in 2019. Um, and so since then, we've been, we sort of rebranded the mission and the values um, of our organization and inclusion, acceptance, innovation, and authenticity are four values. And we work really hard to sort of intersect those with the art of dance on ice <clears throat> and we use a lot of concepts uh, from modern dance contemporary dance floor dance uh, and we uh, translate that into the to the ice and give skaters of all ages backgrounds ethnicities everything we love we love everyone to skate and we give them tools in order to help find how contemporary and modern dance can translate to the ice um, so we I've been doing that for a little bit. And uh, how did we come into contemporary skating? Well, um, Garrett and I had the honor of going in 2016 and meeting um, Maya and Phil and Birgit of Unfreeze and uh, Lisa Sigmund, who Isabel just mentioned. Um, and uh, Katia was there too. Um, I think we had the joy of sort of having our first community event there. Um, and that was branched off of, I think, Birgit and sort of had, and Elisa had things going from um, Alex Ricciatelli and the festival that he was having um, at Cyberglass in France. So it sort of was like a little bit sort of stemming from, I think, that river. And, and then it became larger when we sort of all got together and started talking about the international community. Um, and that was before Garrett and I had American Ice Theater. And then once we had our own company, it sort of kept evolving. So here we are, and we were able to have a space where companies can come together and support one another to grow um, all together rather than having to be separate islands. 
So I don't know. That's how I got into it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kate. Um, Katya, I'll go to you. Hi, Diana. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, I'm Katja, Katja Grumann from uh, Germany, from Leipzig. And um, I have been a professional uh, figure skater since I was four years old. I competed um, for Germany on national and international stages, competitions. Uh, and I was actually junior uh, junior cham champion of Germany in 2006. That was like my biggest um, competitive success. And afterwards I studied and then I was always questioning what, what's there more in figure skating. So I did the coach education, but I, I st studied sports, but it was not really what I was looking for. And I only found it as, uh, as Kate mentioned in 2016 by coincident, uh, I was invited for that, um, happening in Berlin as well. And um, there were 11 people from all different countries. And that's where I met like-minded, crazy people. And I realized, oh, there is more. And uh, what I've been just starting to do, movement research and um, just skating by myself in the public skating session, like differently trying different moves. moves. Um, other people were also doing that. And that really encouraged me to move on that path and since 2020 um, I founded the ISAP Leipzig which is a platform for movement research and dance contemporary dance on skates um, we realize projects on nature ice on ice rink ice but also on artificial ice we have our own space our own dance studio there is a surface of about 88 um, artificial ice tiles and that's when we can practice. And next door is a dance studio. So we just uh, started really to have a rehearsal space where we can always go back to and really develop that art form. And for me, the artificial ice is also the bridge between the dance floor and the ice rink. So it's a different story to get the public into an ice rink than into a dance studio-ish atmosphere and to present work there. Um, one more focus we have at the ice lab is we connect the contemporary dancers so we have dancers coming in learning to skate but they have the movement vocabulary um with the ice skating world so we have ice skaters from finger skaters or hobby skaters even coming in and learning contemporary dance and that brings in a very interesting and enriching uh new vocabulary which we work um with for our projects yeah and it's always great to have the international connection on like many levels thank you very interesting wonderful um maya i'll go to you great um yeah thanks for having us um again um yeah my name is maya luther um it's been a very long journey actually to get here um just starting in the very beginning, thinking back, I think it was around 2008, Samori Bar from Le Patin Libre and I were in shows together and we we went skating a lot, like exploring, trying, talking about what, what else could we do. Um, and then, well, many years fast forward, um, staying in shows, I really wanted to pursue 
knowing more about movement and being, yeah, just exploring and discovering more. So I uh, went to London to the Trinity Lab and Conservatoire of Music and Dance and studied contemporary dance. Um, I did a one-year intensive um, diploma in dance studies. Um, and around that time, actually a few years before, also living in Berlin with Elisa and uh, Sigmund and Birgit and then meeting Katja and... Um, Kate and everybody who started coming in over the years um, and things really starting to form and people meeting. It just became a really interesting exchange. And um, then I went back to studying actually and did my master's in interdisciplinary art um, and dan a dance-based degree again at the um, Conservatoire in London. Um, and I really focused my research on um, somatic exploration so dance-based somatic exploration and um, starting movement really from a point of discovering within your own body sensations and concepts and um, yeah I really always have been very interested in the intersection of skating and other art forms um, for example in 2017 I think maybe I worked with a singer and um, songwriter and he wrote a poem. So we, I worked with speech and um, contemporary movement and really kind of um, focusing more on coming down to some kind of essence, I guess, if you can call it that, trying to really let go of things that are extra, things of unnecessary tricks, unnecessary showing of yeah, I guess access, you could say, um, at least for me. Um, and then also working on installation with ice blocks and just ice in small spaces, transferring the ice stage to different places away from the ice rink um, is something I'm very interested in. And what else we can do and share and communicate through movement on ice without having to be in an ice rink and just using simple or yeah more internal movement on skates than um the external that we learn most of our career and now we are here and um it's been a really long process coming to this contemporary skating alliance so i'm very happy that we have such a big um community now and um that we're so international and that we actually come together um almost every year now for quite a few years. Great. Phil, all good you. Yeah. Um, thanks, Anna, again, once more for having us all and for showing showing interest in, uh, in our organization. Um, I, I'm not uh, part of any um, contemporary skating company or organization. Um, however, I've, uh, I think, almost been part of in, in parts of pieces from all of them. Um, so yeah, I try to keep it a bit brief um, as I've been a guest before in your show. So background in competitive skating. Um, and then I went mainly into healthcare studies. Um, but part of it was like, besides my physiotherapy osteopathy degrees, I've always been connected to ice rings <laughs> again. And whether that's be with coaching a little bit on the side and, and, and through that, um, again, Berlin was a pivotal point similar to what, um, 
Katja, uh, Isabel, Maya and Kate mentioned um, Berlin 2016, maybe even a few years earlier with Elisa Siegmund um, um, opened my eyes, let's say, or maybe it's a bit too much cliche, but like showed me a different world. Uh, what's out there. Le Patin Libre played a big role as well in my early days or years of um, seeing skating to be differently um, approached. And so uh, through that journey um, or through those people influencing me, I got into this community that we're now growing. And then depending where I lived, <laughs> I tried to then uh, connect to... Uh, how Katya phrased it nicely, uh, likewise crazy people and and explore how to not just skate different, but to really approach uh, what else can we do with our body on ice? Like whether that's be with skates, without skates, with different skates, with the surrounding of an ice rink, like really try to um, uh, approach, yeah, put things upside down and um, now I'm in Switzerland, living in Switzerland, working, living here in the healthcare business mainly. And um, yeah, I'm loosely part of uh, also a new um, uh, company here, Contemporary Skating of Zurich. Um, um, none of none of those um, persons is officially now here, but we are trying to. Um, I'm I'm kind of um, connecting with them with them, and we're trying to evolve something similar here in Switzerland um, so and in, in Zurich mainly and then in the wider sense of Switzerland so uh, I'm excited for this conversation to happen and to share it with with the audience what we are um, bringing to the skating world yeah. wonderful thank you all so much for the introductions um, and I did want to say that I want to make sure that uh, for what things are available through like YouTube videos and stuff, I'm going to link um, a playlist and then I want to have you share some of your work so that people can also go see because that's always the, the struggle with this is that I'm asking you to put into words what is not what uh, an art form that you are already creating, um, not in words, but um, so people can also see some examples of the different work that you're talking about as well. Um, but I wanted to talk about the experience that you all recently had together for the performing arts project that you were in France. And um, I'll let whoever wants to sort of jump in first to talk about this. But I would love to know a little bit more about um, what you worked on together and some of the things that you were that you felt like had come out of that conversation that you were excited about conversation and work on the ice. I think our mic is still on, so maybe I'll just yeah. start something. Um, so this year was the second time we all came together for the um, with the CSA. And um, again, we were in France in Monito at Cyberglass. And um, this year we chose to have um, three choreographers or leaders. So Kate and Isabel worked together, myself and Katja. Um, each had a group and... Um, it was really a deep dive into each company's or people's approach um, to contemporary skating. And um, we had a, basically three days of really 
just every day working on the floor and on the ice and each person led their own workshops um, which ended up in an informal sharing just for each other. Last year it was um, structured quite differently. There was um, more small introduction workshops as well as proper showcase. Um, and what we find really interesting is um, just to keep evolving also to see what we can offer people who are interested to come in and get a little bit of a taste and then also people who are already involved for quite a while to really be able to deep dive with um, some of us into how we approach uh, our creative work and um, it was I would say it was a very intense um, weekend and very wonderful and in the the final sharing what I find so fascinating is that all the three pieces had such a distinct style and they were so extremely different. And I think what all of us feel is, I mean, we all love skating and personally, I also, I love watching competition, but at the same time, I'm just really curious to see much more individual styles, much more individual ideas of what people imagine on the ice and I think it was a really great snapshot of what some of us imagined could happen on the ice and um, that I think is yeah such a great possibility to do I mean that we've all created over years for ourselves and we hope that more people find it interested uh, interesting and come and join um, and more people start also creating their own work and their own styles and that it just becomes, yeah, much more diverse in any any direction that can be imagined. I think I'd like to jump in here and just make sure that um, that everybody has context as to what the Contemporary Skating Alliance is, if that's okay, Anna. Um, the Contemporary Skating Alliance uh, is a foundation based in the Netherlands that is, I, I like to say, like a collective or an association of a variety of companies around Europe and the U.S. for right now, and we are looking to grow. Uh, we will have a membership structure starting in 2024 where new companies as well as individuals will be able to join. Um, and uh, there are benefits for the companies in that we are working together to promote each company individually on our social media as well as website. And we're doing research about the history of all of this um, we're going to have resources available for those companies in terms of different ways of funding and what we've discovered and found. So it's just a way to keep communication lines open for companies to learn how to grow, especially smaller ones that are getting started. And then it's a way for individual um, members like yourself, even Anna, who are skaters who are interested in contemporary skating. They will be able to be members with us and have discounts to the events of um, membership companies. Um, so it's a it's a way for us all to engage and um, continue to grow this, like I said before, so that we are talking about what it is and how it can be for figure skating. Um, so I just want to say that this performing arts project, which is specifically what was Maya was talking about just now, is an annual event that we plan to hold every year. And every single year we want it to look a little bit different, which is kind of fun and the beauty of it, because sometimes it may be classes, sometimes it might be little little a buffet, if you will, and sometimes it will maybe be like an entree and a deep dive. So um, I think we kind of want it to be a space where the companies can interact with one another. The companies will lead it. 
Um, and then we will have whoever wants to come in and join and learn from the companies that year in the method at which we decide that we're going to do. So it's every every year. It's just different and fun. So we already have dates, just so you know, for next year. It's October 31st through November 3rd. And it'll be in Monito, France again next year. Um, so maybe down the road we have more um, events, but we knew that we needed, if we wanted to really work together and be in person, which we all know from the pandemic, how important that is. I think we all knew that an annual event was really important to continue to bring us back together. Yeah, thank you for that context. Um, and what I'm wondering if you could all share a little bit as well about what's something that you feel like you have taken from that experience this year that you feel like something you learned or that you're taking back into your own work um, now that you have um, all gone back to your home bases? I can call on you, but you I can go. <laughs> Isabel. Yeah, I feel that I am really inspired now, like Kate said, like coming together and like meeting in person, like get to talk to everybody and also get to see like um, what Katya is doing and what Maya is doing and Kate, because it's different from what I'm doing. So uh, it's really inspiring just to get new energy <laughs> because sometimes here in Sweden, I feel a bit alone. Um, it's not so many that know what I do and that I can collaborate with. Um, so it's really just uh, <laughs> like renewed energy in for me. Uh, yeah, but it was also a great opportunity. Like this year we had the deep dive that I, so I had this one concept that I, we were exploring a bit more and get to like have this group and try this concept. So what I did this year, it was, we uh, used some from the hip hop and street dance, the grooving, like really like uh, this repetitive movement, like soft upper body, soft knees, and like, so we worked on that off the ice and then we worked on on ice to see like, how can we skate with this? What can we do on the ice with this movement that it's not so common in skating, we always like more stiff, more upright and like that. So uh, that was really good to see. And I think I like get some more ideas and really can like keep developing this concept and just keep working on that. Yeah, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Let's see. Katya, do you want to jump in or go back to the others? I think I have to postpone for a quick second. Okay. <laughs> I would love to jump in after. Um, yeah, Maya, go ahead. Yeah, just um, also copying what uh, Isabel says. It's just very inspirational. And then I think for, um, like for myself being able to actually lead a deep dive session over all those days it's such a um yeah i mean it, you know it's such a gift to have such interested people who are great movers and great skaters and who are really interested to explore and to 
who are open to doing things that aren't custom in regular practice. And um, I also live in Zurich and I, I work with competitive skating um, and we also have um, uh, yeah Stephanie Allwood in Zurich, who is one of the people of uh, Contemporary Skating Zurich. Um, so usually there's not so many of us in one place. And it's a very rare occasion that so many of us are together and that you can work as a, you know, as a um, choreographer or like in that case, I would say, I would say that weekend I did more research um, as, you know, as a movement researcher that you can work with other professional skaters who are very, very switched on, very open-minded, very, um, yeah, just very aware and um, willing to to try. So um, yeah, it just, it feeds my own research. It feeds my own ideas, also inspiration. And um, it's, yeah, just a very valuable exchange being in that position and having the possibility to do that. Maybe I can, yeah. So for me, um, I think one of the biggest, uh, yeah, also inspirational or be beneficial uh, uh, outcome, let's say, uh, was this this community aspect of um, being together with like-minded people, people who are interested in exploring and actually be, uh, you know, it's basically like a huge playground to explore movement. Like we are those grown-ups but um ultimately we all want to play <laughs> i feel like and 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 i think that's what that's uh what kind of especially with a recent performing arts project uh came to my came across me again so strongly uh was to 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 spend time together and and play and do research and and interact and um something that i think we're used to all as kids uh no matter if you're on ice or not, but then when if you're on the ice and you become older, it often takes away a lot of this playful aspect, and it's really a shame. Not just in skating, I think in in the world in general, but like to especially in skating, there's so much uh, to explore with your own body in connection with uh, um, other other skaters, other human beings, and I think that through this playful uh, approach, there, yeah. Uh, so many interesting little uh, projects or, or uh, uh, choreographies, you could say, or um, pieces were already created just by people jamming together. And um, yeah, that was one of the biggest outcomes for me once more. I would just like to add one more thing, actually. Um, what um, Building on what Philip said, I think, most of us are just very um, happy to be in a space where you feel safe and happy to really explore on really push the boundaries and really go into ways of moving that aren't customized because usually when you're in a rink and you're by yourself or you're even just with one other person and it's a regular practice session, you can't do a lot of the things, you know, you can't for example, like try five minutes to skate with your eyes closed, you know, just as an example, like there's a lot of things that you just cannot do when you're in a regular ring or you're, you feel uncomfortable or. So I think it's a very um, important thing what Kate said to 
to connect once a year and really have that safe space, that big space in that rink where you can do kind of whatever you want and nobody's going to be weirded out by it or, you know, be, be offended because you're disturbing their practice and they have a competition, which is just, um, yeah, it's just, it's great. And that I, it would just be great if there's space for all of those things. Right. Yeah, that was, yeah, thank you. I think that's so important. Yeah, Katrin. Thank you. Um, I wanted to add on what Isabel said. Um, I'm getting out very, very motivated from this weekend. And it's always great to be back into the international scene to have uh, people who are willing to learn exactly what we are doing, what we're practicing. Um, that's a big motivation, especially when in your local place, you're not as many people in one place. Um, although I'm also taking out the idea of having more regularly um, on ice seminars or on ice workshops. In Leipzig, we have this one ice rink and the ownership kept changing over the last year. So it was very hard to make the way in when you're always talking to a different person. But um, just to keep trying to get the ice, to buy the ice if it has to be, and then to get um, to give the skaters from especially Germany, which is for me my, that's where I live, so that's where I can connect, um, the possibility to, look, to to dive into this contemporary skating um, at least once in a while. Um, that's the high motivation I have. And um, on the same side, I really am looking for the skaters because I don't believe the dancers and the skaters. I don't believe that we are just as few. Like, I think there are many more out there. And here's the call. If you are a German skater, if you are a German dancer who is like keen on learning something on blades and ice, then please contact me. And if you're Swedish, then contact Isabel. And if you're Swiss, then contact those two. And if you're US, then go to American Ice Theater because um, we are also, we are those platforms where you can really develop and where you can um, explore and create and just discover something new without being judged, without um, having the rules of figure skating um, looking over your shoulders. We're not taking that away from, uh, I'm not taking that away from uh, from a figure skater. Like that's all of our fundament and I think it's very, very important and I'm using those skills every single day. But um, I want to invite everybody out there to come and meet us and to experience it because afterwards you will feel like, oh, wow, there was something missing. And now I have an opportunity to keep exploring it by myself. So that's what the CSA is doing um, worldwide. So we are connecting to show people internationally that this is possible. But of course, we also do it all nationally in our countries. And I feel there's a lot of potential, especially in Germany on my side. <laughs> I know you're out there. Come and meet us. That's so great. Kate, did you <laughs> want to add anything? No, I think Katia summed it up. I think our biggest goal is to continue to grow and have exposure. And that's, it's creating a safe space. It's telling people that it's learning the rules to break the rules, which is what we say at AIT. 
which is exactly what Katya was just saying. It's not taking away from the traditional fundamental things of learning how to figure skate, which we all had. All of us sitting here have had that. It's adding to it and making it so it can be more than just that. And I think a lot of people look at us and say, oh, they're not really gliding, so they're not really skaters, or they're not good at what they do because they're rolling on the ice. On the contrary, I think we're all very strong skaters who love skating and gliding, but we also love exploring what else there is out there and adding to it so that our movement vocabulary is so large that we feel that we can create anything with anyone. It's only expanding our range, not limiting it. Yeah, you've all touched on different ways on uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about, which is how does contemporary skating intersect, um, challenge, you know, push on the boundaries of um, what is, you know, traditional uh, figure skating or what it has, you know, grown to be seen as the, um, what figure skating is. And I think you've all touched a little bit on some of the challenges of, um finding, you know, people from the figure skating world who are interested in exploring that. But if you wanted to say if you wanted to say any more about what um what those intersections are in your work as choreographers, as people who go back and forth between the um the traditional figure skating world and the contemporary skating world about bridging some of those gaps. Jump in. Yeah, just um, since I'm going to the rink in uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think something that I uh, really try to incorporate in any of my choreography or skating skill session is to really support the skaters in developing a bit more of a um, sensory awareness of their bodies connecting more to the breath when they move, um, feeling how their joints are moving, what their body structure is actually doing, um, which is like, a yeah, which connects to my somatic um, dance background. And um, yeah, just trying to, to support them to get more efficient through that um, in, through having more, um, yeah, sensory, um, awareness and um, actually something else I wanted to say is that um, what I find really great is in, in competitive skating also for quite a few years now you can see really contemporary dance movements in the competitive programs and it's for me it's such a joy to watch that you know the movement style also in the competitive world has changed and is changing and there's a lot of people who are incorporating new um, movements in their um, choreo sequences and are really exploring in choreographic terms or music choice, um, also adding spoken word, etc. And, um, you know, that is also happening there. It's not just here. It's there too. It's just that, of course, the rules are a very different set. Um, but um, I just wanted to say that for me, it's really enjoyable to see that that's happening in more than one place. Um, yeah, but coming back to bridging to the, um, to the kind of classical skating training, um, 
I think also something I try is like to put little pockets into training se sessions, for example, you know, just a five minute guided improvisation on one of my concepts just at the end, you know, maybe at the end of the season or whenever it kind of happens to fit in just to give, you know, sometimes Christmas time, you get a little bit more time to relax um, depending on the level of the skaters and um, just giving a little, little bit of introduction already to younger skaters to to make them feel safe to explore. That's something I just try to give them already at any age. Yeah, great. Thank you. If anyone else had other thoughts to jump in or uh, anything. Yeah, I mean, I can say how AIT has approached it and then specifically how I individually as a choreographer approach it because I work with a lot of skaters as Kate McSwain, not as um, AIT necessarily. And I think um, the approach for um, us slash me is more through creating trust and um, by by showing inclusion and openness. I think leading by example is one of the things we really work hard at AIT. A lot of our company members, have, you know, they are coming to our seminars so that they can lead by example and show the people who are walking in the door that you can just dive in. And the more that you have people leading by example, like all in, the more people will jump in with. Um, so even in like private lessons, for example, this morning, I came from the rink working with competitive traditional skating, just as Maya, I think, is about to go do. And um, I had a lesson finishing a step sequence with a skater. And at the end, it was the first time I've ever, ever seen her. She just needed me to finish the step. I'm not, I didn't choreograph the rest of the step. And she like picked up the steps really quickly. And I was just like, at the end, you know, you're you're a good mover. And sometimes just like needing to hear that. Skaters aren't told <laughs> that they're good movers, that they're fun to watch, that they're beautiful skaters. And so many skaters aren't told that. And just by saying, hey, you're a really good mover. I don't know if you've heard of AIT, but maybe you could come to our adult seminar that we're having in three weeks. And she was like, yeah, I want to totally go. And I, just that, just by showing that you see them and you, it's an inclusive space for everyone and that they can trust you is like such a way to bridge that gap. So it doesn't matter like how good of a skater she is, but it matters that she looks like she likes moving and dancing. And I'm like, if you like moving and dancing, you should come try this out. <laughs> so I think um, our approach is through building trust and staying open so that they see it's not about skill level, right? And um, and so many, like I do try, like Maya said, sometimes at the end of lessons, creating a little bit of space for some improv or some concepts. But even then, I don't do that until the kid trusts me because they're so overwhelmed by improv so much of the time. And that's so scary to them because what, like the menu of options is so big or something. Um, and they don't want people to judge them, which is what we receive all the time in skating. So then they, if they come into trusting Kate, Kate, Kate knows what she's doing. Kate's fun to move with. Kate won't judge me. Then they maybe will take that step. And then they'll come and do it with a community at a seminar. So it's like a, one step at a time through the trust building process of inclusivity. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, Phil. Uh, yeah, kind of adding on to that. Um, I think also what we can offer a lot is, uh, okay, oh, let's say me personally, but I also think everyone um, will add to this is to make skaters 
people more comfortable in their body and therefore having more fun to experience movement and therefore being a more a better skater ultimately if you are more comfortable in your own skin how to move also how to feel nicely silly while you move and how that can also bring joy and maybe even some sort of relaxation mental space to relax to completely do something mentally different i think that is uh, cannot be under to uh, cannot be underestimated to uh, improve let's say a classical competitive skater so um um also with my background from in healthcare uh you know i, I really try to approach people in general as a movement or as a, a movement optimist like i think a lot of skaters um often when they quit let's say quit in classical sense skating competitive skating they there's often injury involved and um i think um like to to approach skating differently with much more things they have maybe never done before and, and connecting more with their body it can help them from an injury perspective the recovery perspective but in there in that sense also from uh putting their mind into a different area of just identifying maybe with their what they lack of instead of focusing more towards only what can I learn new here more about myself and then in, in turn that is a can be a huge source of development personally and therefore as a skater too um yeah actually on that note um, since we're based in Zurich we will there's a, a little workshop coming up soon on the um 26th of November it's a Sunday wait one second I'm sorry it's Sunday right. in the time, 26th, yeah, in Luzern, Switzerland. Um, uh, so if you are interested in living in Switzerland uh, anywhere, please come join, get in touch with us from Contemporary Skating Zurich or directly via Studio Maya Luther, so where we will explore getting more comfortable in our bodies. <laughs> that sounds great. Thank you. Um and I know you have to jump off now, Maya, so thank you. Yes, on that note, I'm going to say bye. Um, really loved the conversation with everybody. Thank you again, Anna. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing the rest later. Thank you. Um, you know, we were talking about the, con the connection to competitive skating on the one hand, and then there is the world of dance off the ice on the other hand and i'm i think there's more than those two influences but that's in some ways contemporary skating is situated in between um those spaces and so you'd mentioned a little bit about bringing dancers into the rink and um i'd love to know more about some of that and what you feel like you're um learning from and also teaching to the um the world of dance And again, please, whoever would like to jump in, please do so. I'll jump. <laughs> um, because it's our daily uh, daily work right now. And um, we appreciate so much how the dancers bring in their own background. So like from the figure skating, we have a certain way of movement. 
And uh, in contemporary dance, we want to, uh, in contemporary skating, we want to break with that or we want to add on it and, and, and evolve it. And for me, the contact with dancer dancers has always been extremely enriching in that matter. Um, currently, I'm working together with Laura Wolf. She's a dance pedagogue and uh, we are sharing the courses and classes which happen at the Eislab. And she's leading our company actually right now. So she is teaching us on skates how to, with this movement tasks, how to explore and how to uh, reimagine our body language. And um, it's it's magical. Like she's not coming from the skates. She's on the skates literally since one and a half years now. And she's the first dancer in Germany who got a uh, stipendium, a grant, um, to develop that language even more. So that was Neustadt Kultur. Big shout out. Thank you so much for that support because um, it really helped to find the movement vocabulary and to, to bring the contemporary dance world closer to the contemporary skating world um, on our side. And one of the door openers for us is still the artificial ice. Like we have a safe space. You can close the door. There's no like public just walking by, or even if it's the staff of an ice rink who are passing by and um, watching you, there is nobody. You can really close the windows and blind, um, and doors, and you have your space to explore. We have small groups um, who can dive into something for a long time. Over over almost a year now, we have a, an open class running every Monday morning, Monday evening, and. Um, there's a core of dancers who are not there's no no necessary goal or they don't want to become like the next contemporary skaters or something but they just kind of keep developing keep researching and i've been joining that uh that class always in the in the summer when it's possible when i'm not teaching myself in the ice rink and me myself i've been on skates since a long long time but i keep discovering new stuff and for me, that's the the magic of inviting that world and learning so much from them. And not just the contemporary dance world. I mean, the dance world in general, general because they are so um, diverse. And the discussions here in Leipzig, the cultural discussions are also very about diversity and about inclusion and about um, all of those society topics, which also enter the room with those dances which sometimes I feel in the skating world, we're not looking at enough or at all. I don't know, but um, that's that's our, our big advantage and point. I would love to see how it works with like um, Phil, Maya, Isabel, um, Kate, and um, the others in the CSA, like all of them work more on real ice. And I know that Zürich definitely has worked with uh, Julia, has worked with, um, Laura there, they have developed things, um, combinations of skates and shoes on real ice. So that symbiosis I find very interesting. I've done myself a production in that direction, but on artificial ice, and that's always a different story. It's as interesting. You can develop different things, but, um, on a real ice, there's a, there's a different sliding, gliding, um, situation. So that's, uh, very, um, very interesting. Peter.
Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity to be able to work together on that regular basis like that. And um, really, it would be interesting to see. Anyone else want to jump in on this or go to my next question? Um, I did say something. <laughs> yeah, so my approach to contemporary skating is uh, very much based in the dance world. Since I did like six years of dance education, I <laughs> danced in different dance styles, but my main interest is uh, contemporary modern dance and also jazz dance and a bit of hip hop dance. Uh, but what I did a lot also is uh, exploring the floor work on the ice. So like, how do I get down to the ice and do the rolling and what I do on the floor, but on the ice and with skates on. So uh, the challenge I found was a bit like in the middle, how to get like down and up from the ice. But uh, that was so much fun and that it's also so playful, like Phil mentioned, like having this like, sense of playfulness uh, while doing that. Uh, so, and the people I work with also, the Bloomfist and Lina Jonnehag, they also uh, have a base in uh, dance, like dance education. So, uh, yeah, that's like a really strong influence what I do. Yeah, that. That's great. And as you were saying that about the getting down on the ice, um, I was thinking about how in ice dance, certainly we've been seeing, you know, more choreographic elements and mm -hmm. that allow people to um, really get even to have a choreographic fall um, or things that are letting people play a little bit more with those ideas that would have been um, kind of illegal under the rules before and there people are there's still like there's still tension with those boundaries we have seen skaters get deductions for choreographic falls being treated as falls but uh, there's um there does seem like little bits of that are starting to make its way in and yeah. it's a really interesting um you know part of um challenging the that rule of your your oh your you're skating, the goal is to not get your body down on the ice. And no, <laughs> what if you get your body down on the ice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then to combine it with the gliding, like have to get up again, do the skating, and then I'm sorry. That's so interesting. <laughs> I just want to jump in here too, because um, we're talking about dance to skating and that translation, which is so important to what contemporary skating is, I think, for the majority of the companies here. But there is a company here, uh, if Quentin was here, he would be representing Moise Saint, which is uh, our French-based company, um, which is actually home-based at the rink that we hold the performing arts project in each year. Um, and that particular company explores another side of contemporary skating that we haven't really discussed here, and that's bringing like theater to the ice. So we all mm -hmm. actually watched uh, Alex's play on ice. Truly, when I say a play on ice, it was a play on ice. <laughs> um, and they they created, they made the curtains so it was a smaller stage. It didn't fill the full ice. So it was a little like box space. And um, they had a script and it was Alex skating with two actors all walking around on the ice in shoes. 
And they all, it was a play about Alex's skating life, which was really fantastic. And so this is like another way of exploring it. And while our companies here at Represented don't do that type of exploration necessarily, um, I know that there's, I just want to say, I guess, for this conversation that contemporary skating can be so wide. There's like so much beauty in the diverse ways that you can uh, translate art forms into skating. Um, and I also, I'm sure you saw the video um, on our uh, Instagram, on CSA's Instagram of the ballerina that was in point shoes um, dancing with Alex. And so that's, again, how Mwasink has engaged in sort of another art form um, with skating. So he's really exploring some other things that none of us are. And I just want to make sure that that our viewers know that contemporary skating is just like we, we like to say contemporary means now. It's whatever is happening now. And that can be literally anything that these companies want to try, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's so interesting. And then that um, that brushes up against this, this sort of skating term of having theater on ice, but then which is itself different perhaps than having theater that is on ice. And so the, those all are different gradations of what's possible. Yeah. Um, and you've all touched on this a little bit, but I'll just ask if there's anything else that you wanted to say about how you feel like your work in contemporary skating impacts you, your teaching. Um, and I think because, um, as someone who is very much still working on mastering the traditional skating movements and vocabulary, but is in also interested in pushing those boundaries, um, it's something that I think about and how, um, you know, do you, do you have to learn the rules to break the rules? Does that impact, you know, your um, development as a skater? All of those sort of questions of um, how you um, how you think about it as as teachers, I guess. I'm also curious about. Katja, you look like you wanted to say something. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to learn the rules to break them. Um, that's that's what I think uh, is uh, an insight I would like to share because um, when dancers come and meet us on the skates, they have no clue about figure skating. They have not read the rule book and they can still dance. They can do contemporary skating. Um, so that's what I find the the beauty of it. Like as, if you have any movement background and you come on the skates, then you will be able to contemporary skate in a sense to movement research let's say because um for me i had to actually destruct deconstruct all of those um those rules so of course we have a big package of possibilities when you learn figure skating but on the other hand you have to then dismount all of that to come into a freely expressive state where you can really share what what you what you want to share um, throughout your movement. Um, I realized when I teach figure skating, I am not that much interested anymore to teach a loop, to teach a tool, to teach an axle. I am much more concentrating on uh, the base, on the basics, uh, the steps. So they learn to glide, but then I also see a lot of advanced skaters um, who are gliding like hell, like a lot. And 
they are very fast. And then I feel the, the need of, I want to teach them dancing because they are moving, they're gliding too much, but they're missing the, the, the body in it. And there I'm coming back to the artificial eyes because it's a limitation and the gliding is, takes more effort to glide. So you concentrate automatically more on your body and we concentrate more on the toe picks and the heels and the edges and how everything can connect. And um, there's a lot of balance, off balance in it. Um, we do go on the floor a lot. Like I think that's how Isabel and me met actually in Netherlands at the experiment on ice. We were rolling on the ice <laughs> and that's how eventually we started talking. So that's um, a connection point and a very interesting um, level, which figure skating doesn't allow or apparently starts to allow right now, um, step by step. So the whole floor, the whole um the connection a dancer an off-ice dancer has to the floor has to be completely relearned by the skater because we're just taking it for granted we're just gliding over it but there's no um oh i can lean into it i can fall on it and keep rolling and use the impulse to get up again how do i get down onto the ice how can i find a connection to spiral up again and that I realized working a lot with floor work on the artificial ice, because you have more time, you can lay around, you can think about where does my leg go? Oh, there's a boot in the way. Okay. I have this big shoe on my foot. Where do I put it without cutting my fingers off? <laughs> so that time we spend the training really was spent on the artificial ice and then we bring it onto the real ice. Um, and I realized it helps. Um, it's like a falling training. It helps skaters to know better how to, well, you get down eventually somehow, but then uh, how do you get up and how can you connect it and, and uh, take the, the speed or take the, the turn you already have to get up. Like my heart is bleeding when I see in, in international competitions, when the skaters are falling and then they get up like, ah, shit, I have to keep going. Like there are beautiful ways to get up. I mean, it's it's not being practiced. So like people in competitive sports, you don't lose time over practicing how to get up. But there are also some very simple uh, methods, like like using this turning speed and like spiraling up, or like finding a transition which you practice once or twice, and then you have an idea of how to use that speed, which is still there in the fall, to get up again without looking like. Just did that stupid mistake of my life. <laughs> so that's what I try yeah. to practice on ice as well with the skaters. Get down, get out, and the dance. Not to debate, but I I do think that even what Katya is saying is still that there are rules learned. So uh, and then rules broken, and I think we should maybe clarify what rules are. Because I think she's maybe speaking from the rules of judgment and the rules of perfectionism and the rules of don't fall. And those those aren't the rules that I think have to be learned. I think the rules that have to be learned is how to hold in your carriage of your body and have control and body stability and how to bend your ankles and how to flex and point your feet and how to feel when your free leg is extended versus not so that you can choose to do or not do that. 
And at the same, on the opposite hand of that, she's bringing dancers into her the world of skating, right? And those dancers know the rules of dance, which is range of movement and what your kinesphere is and how to how to do different energy qualities in your body. And they're learning, they, they have all of that. And many skaters have the other parts that aren't a part of that. And so I think that I would, I would like to debate a little bit because she said, you don't have to learn the rules to break the rules, but I think you do still. It's just, it doesn't have to be the traditional, you do a loop jump, you do an axle jump, you don't fall. You have to do a perfect step sequence. Like the rules should be more about like somatic experience and how to move stably, safely, and um, creatively inside of your body. Those are the rules that you have to learn before you can break them. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, let's need to discuss that. I like it. <laughs> I don't think you have to learn a lot rules <laughs> i love it debate do we have a debate and controversy this is such a nice gr and supportive group of people i like that there is a you know you can still have uh <laughs> disagreements within this um i said that we would try to keep to an hour and we are just uh that over that now um so i just wanted to ask you all if there is um, anything that you wanted to say that you haven't gotten to say or that you're hoping for from the future of contemporary skating and the Contemporary Skating Alliance? Um, I have one thing. Uh, there was one question you sent us before this conversation and that was what... Um, we learned from another member in the sensei and so yeah i just want to talk a little bit about that <laughs> um as like what comes natural for me is like the skating and dancing and creating and all of that but to like run um like a company like ice stage or stockholm uh, it needs more. <laughs> it needs like spreading the message of contemporary skating and like building up, like finding more skaters and and you know becoming more, <laughs> more and bigger. So what I'm learning a lot from, especially Kate in American Ice Theater, it's like how to do that and how to be more, um, like out there and like talk about what I do and like maybe reach out like personally and like just like pushing myself because uh, yeah that that doesn't come natural to me like networking and you know um so that's really inspiring to have this um support from uh, from this group and like helping me like pushing me like yes you should do that talk about it it's great um so yeah yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And we're all skating together in Stockholm in early January. Yes, we are. <laughs> That's yeah. so exciting. So what what is that going to be? Uh yeah, so that is an event that the city of Stockholm is uh, organizing every year, the sixth of January. So uh, next year, January, this will be the third year that we're 
participating in this uh, event. So the event is uh, basically uh, to, for the public skating uh, to try on different ice sports. Uh, we have this huge ice field. So it's going to be like hockey, bandy, big skating, curling, like all sorts of sports. But then I managed to get us to have a show at the end of the day. So we're going to do, uh, uh, I think we're going to try to do 10 minutes this year. Last year we were, um, or actually this year in January, we were three skaters and we did like maybe six minutes of show. And uh, somehow I invited <laughs> some other people to come and join to do the show with me. And so we'll have the show and then afterwards there will be like an ice disco for the public to come and like dance. So I hope we can inspire them to like move and explore different dance styles and movements on the ice. And we're going to do an AIT Ice Theater Stockholm collab workshop on Sunday after that too. Yeah, hopefully the next day we will do a workshop and hopefully we will have one workshop that is more open and like open level for everyone like uh, beginners it's good if you can like skate <laughs> forward and backwards but and then also a more advanced workshop for more towards maybe biggest skaters that are competing to learn more about movements and such yeah that sounds great yeah mm -hmm. yeah Bill. Yeah, on the topic of uh, if there's anything to add, I, I think uh, to anyone listening here, uh, I think what the what we also would like to promote is basically if you ever feel uh, you maybe do not belong to an ice rink or something like this is, the, we try to influence a bit this culture of becoming like, um, yeah, skate skate would uh, maybe call it more, become more inclusive or be inclusive to 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 skaters, to people, human beings in general. Like, if you ever feel like you, you want to be the weirdo on the ice, just do it and be surprised by uh, how much you will um, attract attention and then get into conversations and with other people. So, um, if you feel like uh, you would like to be part of it, like you can look us up online and see maybe where are some people located uh, around Europe or US. And uh, I think if you feel like there's more within you as a skater and you want to have a more, a, more a community to move in with, then try to, you know, get in touch and we can help you get in touch maybe with people where you live or nearby. So I think that's very important for the audience to who listens or watches that uh, ultimately skating is a, we want to promote it as a much more a community space to play <laughs> yeah that's great yeah Tati I don't know if you wanted to add something but my final comment would just be to follow Contemporary Skating Alliance on Instagram um, and then you kind of get a good taste of all the companies and what's happening with them as well as um, what's happening with the CSA and uh, how to become a member as well as uh, when our performing arts project will happen annually. We would love for people to join us in France. Yes, I would like to add on that. Um, there will be more events happening in the future, but uh, it really depends on who people find us. 
and do we find the people? We'll find you again. We'll find you. <laughs> but um, yes, especially what what Phil said. Like, um, if you are feeling lonely in your ice wing and like a weirdo, I think that's how we all started. And um, now it's a very supportive feeling to have the Contemporary Skating Alliance as a um, yeah, as a foundation as it is to be there to support um, not just running events, but also being there for questions, for example. So um, if you have questions about where to go or how to start or um, what to do next, what you just done your career and how you can develop, I think that's our mission. That's what why we're here um, to support contemporary skating on all ways, wherever it hits you. And um, that's what I that's what I would like to add. As a the contemporary skating alliance is is that platform. So yes, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, go on the website. Um, we're working on having a newsletter going. So. We want to inform you. We work on it. You can also bring yourself in. You can become a member as of next year. And that's what we want to share with you and create together. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much. I really appreciate you sharing about what you're working on and what you're thinking and just all of the the work that you're doing out in the world. Um, I hope that people will um, continue to find you and to uh, realize that they could have a space um, in what you're doing. So I will make sure we post all of those links. Um, and uh, yeah, but thank you so much. I'm excited to see where it all goes from here. Well, thanks for your podcast too, and really pushing these conversations. We appreciate the platform. Thank you again to Isabel, Kate, Katya, Maya, and Phil for talking with me. As always, the episode transcript and more resources are linked in the show notes. You can see the video of this conversation on the Future of Figure Skating YouTube channel, as well as a playlist of performances from members of the CSA. You can learn more about the Contemporary Skating Alliance and their member companies at contemporaryskatingalliance.org. You can reach me with comments or suggestions for topics and people I should talk to by email at fsfuturepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at futurefspodcast. We are now also on YouTube, so make sure you're subscribing to us there as well. Special thanks this episode go to Ivan Daniluk. If you appreciate the podcast, you could also support our work at thefutureoffigureskating.pinecast.co. Remember to subscribe, share with your friends, and thank you for watching.